What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. I caught myself saying something the other day that I realized is a survival tactic that I've become extremely good at. And it wouldn't be a bad thing if it only affected me, but it has a spillover effect onto everyone and everything that depends on me. What I caught myself saying, something I've probably said many times from a place of pride, is that I'm a simple man. I don't require much. Is being simple a bad thing? Would it be better to be high maintenance and expect a lot? The place I was coming from, at least in that conversation, wasn't necessarily defeatist. It's always just been a statement in response to someone else doing something for me and me having no complaints or particular requirements. I said it the other day in response to my mother, who in this current season in my life is responsible for feeding me. And on this particular day, she made a dish a little different than usual because she said she didn't want me to get bored of it and bored of the usual thing that I eat. To which I replied, do I ever complain about the food you give me? I'm very simple. And what pinched me and led to this awakening was her response. She said, don't be so simple. And then reminded me of how her future is dependent on me. How if there was to be a future, it would come through me. And how it isn't helpful for me to be satisfied with the simple. And I've been ruminating on this conversation since. I realize that sometimes we say things casually. And maybe not even for that particular reason. But because we say them so often, they become the story we tell ourselves the standards we are okay with, and how then that might have a greater effect on other aspects of our lives than just the applied statement for that particular situation. How it actually might infect other aspects of what we are okay with. How that story might be what we might be applying to other aspects of our lives as well. Even the aspects of our lives we don't necessarily want affected or infected with this thinking. We have difficulty compartmentalizing casual stories and statements that we say to just apply to one aspect. They become core beliefs, subconsciously embedded, our ways of being, which you picked up to help one aspect, but actually drown or limit another. You see, for the longest of times, we have practiced how to survive. We are great survivors. Our humanity wouldn't exist today if that wasn't the case. More personally, especially through the uprooting of my life and the chaos that ensued over the past two years, this tactic of being simple has been helpful in just surviving through the powerlessness through much of what's been going on. It meant that I could sleep on the floor and be comfortable, eat less and be full, keep going and not be tired, have very little of what brings me joy and still be at peace. Pretty much handle any discomfort without it completely eroding my sanity. And in this scenario, when survival is the utmost priority, requiring very little just allowed me to live through it. The problem comes in with context switching. 
when survival is not threatened and just surviving is not good enough. The problem comes when you've practiced just surviving for so long and you need to put your eye back on the ball of thriving. And those thriving muscles have been layman and underused for so long that you don't even know where to begin. What I'm afraid, not certain due to not enough self-inquiry yet, but what I'm afraid of or suspect is that me saying I'm a simple man, me being a master at survival and requiring very little, is that it has stunted and stifled my desire to have more for myself. And it's not what I know of myself. I never thought of myself as someone easily satisfied. But especially coming from moments of high crisis when everything is uncertain, just surviving may feel like good enough. Just being able to breathe might be good enough. That you don't even expand your breath or challenge it in pursuit of an uphill battle. Because just now you were able to catch your breath. Why are you going to put it under stress? And as someone who has spent his entire youth with the belief that I'm destined for something bigger, and as someone who has put himself in difficult situations constantly by keeping my foot on the gas, always kept myself out of getting too comfortable, always having a desire for more. As someone who comes from that, I'm feeling this internal tension and struggle between the part of me that isn't satisfied and the part of me that is just grateful that I survived. Because for me, I've practiced the discomfort longer than I've practiced seeking comfort. But maybe because I've almost always voluntarily chosen the discomfort, gone into it willingly, that I'm thrown off from it being thrust upon me and me just struggling to maintain stability when I didn't choose it and it was thrown upon me. And that to maintain some of it, some of the stability, I lowered the threshold of what it takes for me to feel stable, to be comfortable. I've accepted the bit of simplicity, the easing off the gas pedal and forward movement as a compensating factor to facilitate the ease of survival, to just breathe. And again, the problem is when you lower your speed for a while, going fast again, no matter how long it's been practiced in life prior, still feels like a huge shift to all of your senses. And there's a consequence to that for everyone in the car with you. What's revealing in front of me is the patterns I'm currently acting out emotionally. Despite having possibly intellectual understanding of it in an abstract form, in not much of a different way, this is very much what we've talked about, which is the dichotomy of desire, played out by me now as a real-life example. And here's the problem. Anytime you go into survival mode, anytime your baseline is lowered in what you desire because survival becomes the utmost importance, and anytime you extend that into the following days, months, years to just catch your breath, everybody that depends on you experiences that effect as well. So me, when I sink to my lowly origin in accepting my lowly form, I keep everyone else down there with me. My loved ones who depend on me will suffer the experience of the bare minimum of survival with me. 
And until I expand in my own desires to expand my standards, everyone who lives through me cannot have their expansions actualized. It's really about baseline standards. I've had times in my life I've lived in a basement, small apartment, and been okay, again, in survival mode, and contrasting times when I've said I refuse to live like this and lived in a penthouse loft with the self-demand of keeping my foot on the gas. See, life is really about those two choices. It's about raising your baseline of what speed looks like for you whether you keep your foot on the gas or you hit the brakes, what basic looks like for you. There are people who at $20 in their pocket don't feel broke. There are people who have $1,000 in their pocket and start panicking that they are running out of money. This is actually, if you want to try this, a psychological trick you can apply consciously. If you're someone who doesn't even keep $50 in your pocket today, challenge yourself to start keeping $500 as that now 500 being your new 50. And anytime you spend even $20 out of that 500, you add the $20 back to bring your baseline to 500 because 500 is zero for you. And hopefully that leads you to keeping 1,000 because then you have 500 that you can use and not be at 500 left, which is your zero. Like most things in life, wealth is a psychological game. And the statistics are scary of how much people really have in their savings at a given time. So I might sound crazy because you might not even have $1,000 in your savings. A lot of people can't sustain a surprise flat tire or a surprise car expense. And there's other people who at different levels for whom $20,000 in the bank is broke or $100,000 in cash is broke. Again, try this with something as small as how much money you keep in your wallet and see if you can raise your baseline of broke, baseline of desire, go from 20 to 100, 20 to 500, but raise your baseline of desire, raise your baseline of broke and see if that doesn't change your mentality and how you look at money. And my point is the older you get, if you haven't been avoiding responsibility, the baseline of your broke doesn't just have an effect on you. It has an effect on everyone else that depends on your baseline. So when my girl used to not hesitate spending $10 on table salt, where I was living abundantly, and now when she hesitates to spend $10 on an extra appetizer, it's because I've failed to provide. When my mother, who doesn't have a future past, living the same day over and over again, it's because I'm failing to create it. And I can keep adding to the examples, but you get the idea. It is my foot on the gas, my eye of continual expansion that then contracts life for not just me, but everyone else that's dependent on me, that is living through me, that I have taken responsibility for and am failing at honoring. Now, for all of you Leonard Skinner fans, there's nothing wrong with being a simple man. My contention is not with the phrasing, I am a simple man. It is with everything else that might spill into, if not carefully expressed. To clarify and distinguish further, especially in the way I meant it in that scenario, outside of where I'm afraid of it spilling into, to compartmentalize it carefully and talk about that story, 
When I'm proud in saying I am simple, it is in the context of the possible inconvenience I put on anyone else. In the story, it was my mother cooking for me. The distinction I clearly make is continue to be simple in the demands you put onto others. But in the demands you put onto yourself, abandon simplicity. Be as demanding as possible because we are masters of survival. Thriving is an option, a choice you make, a choice many do not make because men will be hurt, will be uncomfortable, but go on as before, as usual. Because why change anything? When you are satisfied with simple, you remain small and then shrink the world of everyone you love. Love you, family. See you in the next episode.